Hello, everybody. This is our podcast with Basha Kroll, painter living in Galesburg, Illinois. She has an exhibition uh, nearing completion in the Morrissey Gallery called Winter Walk With Me and Other Stories, a series of paintings of landscapes made from memory of her walkabouts in the Illinois countryside. I hope you enjoy. Can we all welcome Basia Kroll to the Morrissey Gallery? Really appreciate you taking part in this. We'll just... Um, Thank you all guys for coming. Yeah. It's a wonderful crowd. Yeah, thanks. So... Um, would you, you want to just say a few words about your where you're from, what you do? And um... Um, yes, um, I'm originally from Poland. Um, I'm a painter. I have my degree from Warsaw Academy of Fine Arts. Uh, I'm playing uh, studio art with uh, um, also a, a studio art and painting mostly, and then printmaking, like a minor. Minor, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, and. Um, all these paintings are pretty new paintings from last couple of years, except uh, I don't know if you uh, uh, did put Montreux, Montreux Harp wraps over it. Those are still in the back, so <laughs> yes. That's okay. Um, the other paintings I just mentioned, they were kind of a prequel to my uh, latest uh, love affair with landscape. Um, I uh, made, uh, made several um, smaller paintings from Montrose Harbor when the weather was pretty much like today. There was some really cool glass-like effects of mm. ice um, mm -hmm. on grass and twigs. And Montrose leaves. Harbor? Montrose Harbor, that's in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and it's one of my favorite places in Chicago. Mm. There is a bird sanctuary there, Magic Hedge, and there is a beach and a uh, little prairie patch mm. and uh, the lake. So um, I used to just go there on uh, little walks uh, every morning when I, when I lived in Chicago. I had time for that. And uh, yes, and uh, um, I made a little series of uh, landscape paintings back then. But, uh, but then I stopped. I just moved on to other subjects. I um, had a series of uh, semi-abstract nest compositions mm -hmm. that I continued throughout uh, years and uh, I had a series of um, paintings of children um, growing and changing and their magical world and uh, uh, and then I came back to painting landscapes during the pandemic mm -hmm. actually uh, I um, saw the, the, the landscape suddenly with great intensity and uh, after a long time of just staying home because of the pandemic and like not knowing where we're gonna travel and is it even possible to travel anymore we finally got cabin fever and we went to Indiana Dunes and uh, it was such a wonderful experience it was mm. like this you know having been in the house for so long and just being out in nature and then having all this open time to process mm -hmm. this and go back to studio practice more because I have a full-time job mm -hmm. and that really takes your focus off creative mm -hmm. process a lot, as you know. Well, it's really <laughs> yes, hard. <laughs> it's really hard to switch gears and get back to that. Um, so 
for example, my uh, I had a solo show a couple of years ago at the uh, um, Galesburg Art Center, mm-hmm. and as much as I love some of the paintings that were there, uh, you could tell from the show that I had at the time two jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> and different family situations mm-hmm. happen, people passed away. I mean, and, in terms uh, of like the focus of the show, and, it was a little yeah, bit. And there were like, we had to move houses mm-hmm. and it's just, mm-hmm. there was just no focus in the mm-hmm. show. And despite my best efforts of being in the studio as much as I could, I would stand in front of the painting and move my paintbrush. It's like, where was I? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is very different. It was like, <laughs> it like all clicked when I finally had time to uh, think about it. And then I was very concerned that it would go away mm. when I go back to work. Mm-hmm. So um, I um, try to uh, be out in nature and, and walk my, my favorite paths and kind of still like meditate on the space, on being there and recharge that inspiration mm-hmm. as much as I can. Hmm. So despite going back into the school full time, Mm-hmm. you're still maintaining a thread and that's been successful yes yeah, um, I'm kind of lucky that I can still kind of tap into it mm-hmm. um, we have um, nice spaces around where we live where um, we can go for walks so um, go to Lake Story mm-hmm. for walks sometimes but most of the inspiration from around here that is not Indiana Dunes because all these paintings are either from Diana Dunes or from the uh, prairie restoration place that um, uh, that I know that um, local family created. They have a horse farm mm-hmm. and they have horse trails mm-hmm. and they um, reconstructed prairie on their property. Mm-hmm. And also they have a little a stream, river kind of thing and they have woods and it's just gorgeous there and nobody knows about it. It's mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. private yeah. uh, nature preserve. <laughs> yeah. You can just go hike and take pictures and meditate on that. And mm-hmm. my daughter Paula rides horses there and, nice. uh, and I just walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like the only person walking that land. Mm-hmm. And the riders always ask me if I am lost or <laughs> maybe the horse threw me <laughs> and I'm okay. <laughs> No, I'm just here to hike. You know? it's, mm. it's my favorite thing. So, yeah, mm. and and um, some of these paintings are also like this one here is from our trip to Wisconsin. We took a trip to Wisconsin mm. to uh, look at birch trees and birch woods, uh, mm. and it was really lovely up there. We didn't have much time, but we made the best of it. Mm-hmm. So. I do miss birch trees. See, in Poland, you see them a lot. They are very common, and you take them for granted because um, Poland is a little farther north than Illinois. Um, So although the climate is a little uh, milder, Mm -hmm. it's not as continental, so it's not as... uh, Summers are not as hot, Mm -hmm. and winters are not quite as cold. Really? Um, But it is farther north. (laughs) Yeah. So you have different trees, just slightly different. So the uh, the birch trees uh, would be plentiful, and um, 
birches and pines, uh, like the mixed forest of birches and mm. pines is pretty common in like um, center of Poland, where I'm from, which is Mazowsze region. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of amazing how many hours you have to drive from Illinois north to see a birch tree. <laughs> 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 but it was all worth it. Huh. Yeah. Um, and just for everyone's benefit, you're not painting these, you're not going out there with a, with a canvas on an easel and painting them there? No. Okay. No. Well, no. You want to describe a little of how, how uh, these come to be? However, I did some of that earlier in my life, okay. like in, during college. Um, I actually had a, a place outside of Warsaw uh, where um, I would go in the summer and do some of that hmm. and just... Uh, um, Paint in plein air. Would that be ideal if you could? Actually, or no? bigger canvases too. Oh wow! Um, no, it's it's really hard, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you cannot limit it to the sizes that you can paint. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend who went to the same um, school, same college, and actually the same studio because we had to like pick which professor, which which professor's mm. studio we mm -hmm. would go to, and. Um, uh, and, and I have a friend that I recently reconnected with uh, through social media who uh, is also from Warsaw and she is uh, in Virginia, I think. And she does that. She takes her easel mm. and she paints her local town. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I admire that, but I don't want to really do this, especially in winter. <laughs> but... Um, yeah. So here is how I do it. <laughs> I um, walk and watch and meditate on that, and I take pictures with my phone. And um, the phone can never quite see what I see. And that was why I never had the temptation to become a photographer, because it was always this problem that I would get these pictures back from the camera, and it's like, that's not at all what was there like where is everything that i saw there it's not on the photo um so uh i treat the photos as just like a composition sketch um maybe capturing some colors but i really try to um, take a mental photo mm -hmm. of what i'm saying like really remember this um this moment this place because um even the place that you visit over and over again, it will never be the same because there will be different weather, different season, different, uh, different light. Mm -hmm. You'll be in different mood, so you will notice different things. Yeah. So that's how I try my best to do it. These then, are more like paintings of memories uh, yes. of, a, of a space. Yeah. Like little snapshots of space-time. So you just look at your phone and then just start to paint? Do you do any kind of transfer? Do you just just go? I have to print them you out. You print them out? Yeah, I have to print them out. I, and then you just sort of see the composition. cannot use the screen that just drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so small and it goes black and it's just like, oh. So you yeah. might have a, a printout of the thing just pinned to the side of the wall or something. Yes, yes. Uh, pin on the side of the wall and then I um, pick a canvas. I usually have uh, some 
uh, prepared before I start. I'm like I do a lot of thinking because like all the time that I spend at work that I cannot phys actually, actually physically make any artwork. I used to be able to, well, I used to be able to at least do my, like, a, like, like, like pen sketches, but <laughs> since we changed the, the new schedule of, you know, seven periods instead of four blocks, it's just too busy. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but I plot, I keep thinking of like, what can I do next? <laughs> and what canvas is gonna go on to? And, uh, Gonna make this whole big preparation in my mind, all the steps, so then I have the little time in the studio. I can just go, okay, follow the plan. Mm. Just, uh, you have a strategy. You I have a strategy. strategy. That's right. Mm. That's right. Uh, so yeah, and uh, I do uh, underpainting um, in acrylics, especially if I am up for time mm -hmm. i really want or i'm like i get impatient sometimes i have this vision of what it's gonna be and i just need to like build up enough paint and enough color to get the painting going because so my my underpaintings are pretty crazy color wise they mm -hmm. are not necessarily the colors that you will see in the end so mm -hmm. like for example that big painting over there somewhere you know the um, um she's a mighty girl the big one, the big tree on panel. Is it back there? I think it's up there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that had all kinds of colors that are not there anymore. Um, just, underneath. Just underneath, yeah, just, just for fun. Like the, the hill behind the tree was like all red and purple. Mm -hmm. and, and, would um, they be like drawn as the things but in different colors or would you just put color down abstractly? Or some combo? No, it's, it's kind of a combo of both. Mm. Um, it's the shapes, the general shapes of where mm. objects will be. Mm. But uh, the colors can follow them or not so closely, or the colors may be completely different or um, much larger splotches of color. Mm -hmm. That's the strategy. That's the strategy. You, you plan a thing. Mm -hmm. This time I'm going to try it in the compliment first and see. Yeah, yeah. see. Or just, just do it for fun. Mm -hmm. Just get your um, creative space in, in your head mm -hmm. going and kind of do it like a little against yourself to, mm -hmm. to challenge yourself, to unlock the creativity. Mm -hmm. um, because that's the hardest part. It's... Um, I watched this great interview with uh, this uh, artist in Great Britain, uh, Maggie Hamblin. Yes, mm. and she has some really good points. What she said, that was actually Bran Cushy who said that, that uh, making <laughs> artists easy, the hard part is to get yourself in the space where creation is mm. easy. Mm. So you kind of have to empty yourself mm. to just be this... Uh, uh, I don't know, like a conductor of that energy <laughs> that happens. It, mm -hmm. just, it just goes through you and onto the canvas. Uh, the best paintings happen uh, when you don't think about them too mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. at least in my practice. I know that people have different approaches and you know, some people... They're uh, in the zone. You're not, you're not the, thinking yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah. So some people are really um, conceptual about the paintings, and that's a different kind of challenge. I like some of the just the zone channeling, you mm -hmm. know, listening to music real loud, dancing in front of my painting, and just 
making crazy paint marks on the brush strokes on the on on the canvas and see if that if I will keep it or I will lose it later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it all helps this flow. Mm -hmm. yeah. How how closely do the colors when you get to the final painting? How closely are those correlating to your photograph or your memory of the space or are those two separate things, the photograph and the memory? Like when you really come to the end of your the, the color palette for each painting, do you think it's somehow close to your feeling for the thing or are you really going back to those photos and looking for color palettes? Um, they are, I try to get them as close to what I remember. Mm. Like the, the red of these leaves. Mm -hmm. It's probably more intense in my memory than it is on the photo mm -hmm. that I took. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of that with that with that yellow down on the on the vertical painting down at the end. Oh, what? Oh, the mighty girl. Yes, I think the mighty girl. Yeah, with the with the really troweled on yellow. Oh uh, yes, that seems yes, amplified that... in a way to for impact. And right? then I put gold on it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like that yellow accent on that. And uh, when I looked at that. I was not even sure what I was looking at mm. because it's not, it was not actually one tree. There was some brambles and overlapping several trees. And then there was a forsythia bush, mm. I believe, that sure. was that yellow. Sure. But in the early spring, it just gives you this uh, visual mesh of little branches and twigs, and they're all kind of gray. And then there's this yellow, and then there's this, you know, mm -hmm. big tree behind there. So um, that was a lot of work, that painting, was because I, because I was not quite sure what I was actually looking at, but I wanted to capture that uncertainty as well as that 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 big tree, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I like how it how it turned out. But yeah, yeah, for sure. If you look at the photo, it's nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's interesting to know. Like you, yeah. you're not um, stuck in what you captured. Mm -hmm. You're you're synthesizing. You're creating the thing. You create a painting. The painting experience in the end has to be something different. So it has to be itself. That's right. You yeah. Know? Painting is um, its own reality, basically, and it has to just work on its own. You know? mm -hmm. Um, I I think uh, you mostly are talking about winter. That the title of the show was "Winter Walk with Me," and I know you originally you were talking about being an all winter show. You made some changes to that. Yes, yes. Um, I decided that um, it just will not be quite as good being in the winter show in the middle of winter when people may be a little tired of winter, you know? <laughs> um, but I wanted to uh, push myself to explore more of the, more of the winter color palette mm -hmm. and um, use the, the deadline of the show and the concept of the show to, to m motivate me to go there. Mm -hmm. And explore it better, and I'm very glad we did that. I'm just, I'm really loving some of these paintings that are like brand new, specially finished mm -hmm. for the show. Yes, and... still a little wet on the delivery. That one was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was. 
Yes, and that one was actually uh, that's that was the newest of the series, and that was where I went back to color. Mm-hmm. Even though it was already starting to snow up in Wisconsin when we were there, so that you can see these grow, gray clouds up there. Uh-huh. That's uh, that's gonna snow any any minute now. <laughs> but the the color of fall was still so intense there, and these these bogs were so pretty, which is this shimmering gold and ochre. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so that there will be more too. of this of this. This is like oh, the first of a separate oh yeah, series that, yeah. The autumn the, bogs. The autumn bogs of oh, Wisconsin. Wow. There are more in the pipeline. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, out there on the, the trail through Lake Story, it gets so yellow. I take mm-hmm. all these pictures every um, every fall. It just turns golden yellow in those trees on that path. And yeah. I get them home and I look like, and they don't, they don't like it. It's just not, it's not there. The feeling yeah, is not there. Yeah. So I, I totally get that sensation. Like, how can you make that happen? I mean, yeah, I would... Oh, blackthorn. Blackthorn turns really golden too. Really? Yeah, if you just have the the right conditions, because you you won't always get the the color. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be cold enough and sunny enough to mm-hmm. trigger the leaves. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have a nice, warm, sunny day Take when you just it. when you walk through blackthorn. It just like you you walk through gold. It's like all. All these maples are yellow and the uh, light filters through it. I'm yet to paint that because I never took good pictures of that yet. Mm. But that's on my that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, um, I, what what have, what have you learned about the winter color palette? You know, oh, the winter these, color palette. Yeah. Um, it's much uh, much much wider than we think. Mm. And uh, uh, it can be quite rich, and there is a lot of uh, surprises. And uh, even in the in the narrower palette, it's it's just so beautiful. I really love the um, the grass when it turns gold, mm. and it's all these different shades of gold. And then I really love it when it catches a little bit of snow, and you have these little twigs mm-hmm. and abstract patterns of, mm-hmm. of the snow and um, actually part of the reason I'm late today I, this confession <laughs> <laughs> confession coming up yeah so <laughs> I did not know what was happening outside because I was at work and when I left work I noticed that there's this glass like mm ice on every blade of grass and I was like oh my gosh I have to go somewhere and where I can take at least one photo before it all melts <laughs> it was incredible wasn't it it, it was, was incredible like yeah and, and it was like melting before my eyes <laughs> it was all gonna be gone so I took a quick detour through uh, my partner's uh, college farm up in Monmouth <laughs> where I tried to <laughs> take some pictures of the of the of the glass grass that is still there, and little and little treetops. There were still mm-hmm. the the very very tops of the trees were still um, glass, you know, just shimmering and glittery. Yes. Driving um, over this morning, we noticed that too. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that sounds like that was worth it. I mean, you got some good stuff. <laughs> I'm <out>. sorry. <laughs> and then I completely lost track of time. I really thought we were doing great. For time, because I left work early. And I'm sorry. Thank you guys for waiting. Yeah. Uh, feel free to ask any questions anytime, please.
Yes. I do have Instagram, yes. Yes, I'm very active on Instagram. Actually, uh, thanks to Instagram, I had a show in Chicago because one of my Chicago friends noticed that I was posting all these paintings on Instagram. And she said, you know, this is pretty interesting, this new series that you're doing of landscapes. And I have this gallery and uh, maybe we can work on it together. I was like, yes. <laughs> An Instagram friend or a friend friend? Friend friend from Chicago Times. Okay. Because I used to live in Chicago and have studied at Cornell Arts Building and I was a member of Chicago Artists Coalition. And uh, yeah, my, my friends in Chicago still remember me and we kind of reconnected on mm. Instagram now. Mm. Do you, are you comfortable talking about how you came from Poland to Chicago in here? Is that? Yes, it is. Okay, after question. question. Go ahead, good. Yeah. Oh, with, um, with, with just uh, different tools. I use palette knives, but also invent my own tools. I like painting with pieces of cardboard, for example. Hmm. Uh, and um, I discovered that if uh, you use a, a edge of cardboard as a stamp, you can get these really cool thin oh. grasses. Stamp it down on the palette. Yeah, and stamp or, on you, the... or you paint the edge of it and then you stamp oh, it. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> I have, for example, um, right now I have paintings also at uh, Governor's State University in the gallery there. And <clears throat> I finished one new painting because, well, he said he didn't need, need any new paintings. <laughs> he just wanted to show my older paintings. But I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is a great venue. And it's in Chicago, and it's got to be at least one big new, new better, painting. <laughs> <laughs> so I painted this um, new big prairie painting, and I printed so many blades of grass. I didn't even notice that I was actually doing it with my left hand. I'm right-handed. Because mm. um, I would take this, uh, I think it was a ruler or a stick, a stick, you know, like a piece of uh, trim or something. Mm. And I just paint the edge of it, and then I printed it. Hmm. And I paint it again, and I paint it. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, it creates a very different visual uh, than if you try to actually paint it, oh, yeah. drawing a, a mark with the bristle with the of the pen brush. And also much slower, yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, any other uh, additives or... Um, the oil paint that you use, do you do mediums or um, marble dust or no, anything? No, no, Wax? No, no, not anymore. I tried all these you things. You tried them all? Yes, I tried them all, yes. Um, when I was in college, I was actually absolutely fascinated by um, the textural paintings of uh, Art Brut and uh, the Spanish painter, uh, Antoni Tapia. Mm -hmm. And so I tried putting all kinds of different things mm. in my paint, in my paint, and uh, making like semi-relief paintings with polyurethane mm -hmm. foam, mm -hmm. slash through them with a knife, slash through and like scrape that <laughs> off and paint over that, yeah. and uh, it was actually uh, pretty good to get out of my system, mm -hmm. and um, I used it creatively because my uh, my whole um, 
diploma, you know, thesis uh, series was on uh, archaeology and uh, um, ancient civilizations and Greeks and uh, mostly Greeks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of really um, fitting all these textures and kind of like these, these broken up fragments of mm -hmm. things and glimmers of shapes in the dark. So, hmm. yeah, that was fun. And now some of that language survives today now in this landscape. Yes, and my um, use of gold beef, that goes all the way back to, to then. Mm. Um, only I was using, uh, I, would, uh, I was stapling uh, uh, paint tubes my paintings back then. Oh really? And I still sometimes do that, yes. Staple a paint tube? Yeah, because when you when you open when you cut open paint tube that's almost empty. So you have to especially when you're starving artist, you don't wanna throw it away. Yeah, you wanna a little bit out there. cut it open and scrape it all out. <laughs> you are left with this very pretty little piece of uh, golden or silver tin hmm. with a little uh, yeah. remnant color. And you can use that too. So, so you were kind of leafing with the, with the paint tubes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was not my invention, well. No. That was one of my professors who came up with that. I was like, hey, let me try that too. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, hey, this, 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 is, this is my trick. And I was like, well, you know, imitation is like the Absolutely. greatest compliment, right? So, I totally ripped off my teachers. Just <laughs> Absolutely. Rip off your teachers. Blatant. That, that gets you going. Yeah. A little bit obsessive, stalkery stealing of my professor's work. So. Yeah. We all do it. Yeah. And uh, actually, I'm still doing this because I have these uh, little, little paintings that I sometimes make. Uh -huh. I call them tiny shinies. Because I am um, this lucky... Uh, situation that I have a very good friend who has a frame shop and I can ask her to make me frames out of her scraps mm. that are way too short for anything useful. Mm. And they are absolutely adorable little frames with these like really elaborate, you know, mm -hmm. patterns mm -hmm. or just like really chunky and yeah. really cool looking. And uh, I'll put a little six by six painting in there. And <laughs> sometimes they have these little staples, you know, little paint tube remnants stapled mm. on there and I take a painting from there and they are also landscapes mm. just little tiny ones I guess I didn't realize that it was paint too that's crazy yeah, that's cool. yeah. Huh. yeah. um well so do you mind uh, you don't have to but I'm just curious how the the choice to get to Chicago and then to get to Galesburg and all that you actually started with Galesburg it started with Galesburg it first and then Galesburg. Chicago and then okay. Chicago the long story. I wasn't sure yeah uh, I got a residency program after college. Uh, my friend and I uh, had an idea to um, try and get a, a, a residency program somewhere. I started applying. He actually uh, already went to an awesome residency program in France. Mm. And he thought all residencies were just as awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> They are not, but they're still come very great. Come on, come on. Yeah. You, do, you, you talk a little shade about Galesburg's well, residency program he, there? Well, he was in, he's a, um, he's a, he was in, in Abadia, which is like a, a Basque country, and they gave him a museum show and printed color, full-color catalog. So he was, and a stipend. So he was under the impression that all residencies are like that. 
And for sure in America, they're even better. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you go to America, yeah. Oh so, and his, God, his English hilarious. was terrible, but he knew my English was pretty decent. And we spent uh, countless hours at the actual American embassy uh, to get on these websites that had uh, mm. on the list of, uh, of residencies and... Uh, it was back in the day when you had to have slides of your artwork, mm -hmm. you had to mail everything, mm -hmm. and all that. And uh, um, he actually, uh, also with a little translation help on my side, actually got uh, rewarded uh, Polo Krasnod really? grant, yes, for his sculptures and. Mm. I think the residency of the museum show in France we really helped yeah, sure, <laughs> to get that full of yes. Yeah. So, so he got it and he decided that um, the best way to spend this money is to um, get residencies in the U.S. and maybe make some connections with galleries and mm -hmm. have a show in the U.S. somehow. It is not that easy to do. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> It didn't quite work as beautifully as he wanted to, but we still had uh, awesome adventures. Mm -hmm. So he decided to uh, hire me as his assistant and translator mm -hmm. and uh, tutor of English because his English was terrible and mm -hmm. he really had no great talent for languages. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard to struggling. teach him anything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and... Uh, uh, the reason we decided to do it this way because it was uh, uh, he had another friend who spoke much better English. But to have an assistant when you are a resident invited to an art program, uh, your assistant has also has to be an artist. Also, yeah. they have to go through the same application process. Mm. And this is how I got invited, even though my English was much worse than the other friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Uh, so we we applied for things together, and we got um, we got two residences together, and the the third one. I think I forgot to tell him about it, or we decided against it because it was really after deadline already. By the time mm. we looked at it, and it was Studios Midwest, which is in Galesburg. And I kind of haphazardly just put together my application and it was like, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see. And I got it. <laughs> so I, was like, <laughs> I was thrilled. He was mad at me. He thought it was a sabotage. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, so our first residency was in, uh, in Georgia, in Appalachian Mountains, uh, really close to North Carolina border in the woods there. And then our second residency was in Port Towson, which is up by Seattle. Oh, okay. So uh, we took a lovely uh, Greyhound bus trip from, from Atlanta to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very interesting. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like three days on the bus? Yes, but pretty much three days on the bus, yes. Uh, nothing goes just like... Across, so you, 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 you have to go like to the west coast yeah, and then up. <laughs> yeah, with the last stops. But now, did you really understand? Did you feel the scale of America? Not before really. That? No. no, until you did that trip, <laughs> we had no idea. It was actually my first time on the plane ever, mm. 
uh, when we flew to Atlanta, where uh, they promptly lost our luggage. So, yeah, <laughs> 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 it was fun. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so that um, that residency, I don't even know if they were if they if they are there anymore. So last time I looked, uh, they weren't taking any applications. It was called Bainbridge. And with the private residence, you actually had to pay for it. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. my friend Gregor felt really rich with all his Polo Krasner yeah, money. He's yeah. <laughs> like, sure, we can pay $400. <laughs> right. That's nothing. And yeah. Um, so the third residency, which was Studios Midwest, I had on my own. And um, Gregor flew back to Poland from Seattle. And I came to Gelsberg. And uh, and the rest is history. No, no, no not really. Um, the residency was in, uh, at the college, and it was like almost like a grassroots movement um, between yes. the local community, you know, the art center, the friends of art center, uh, and mm -hmm. and the college, mm -hmm. Knox College, and it was just so friendly. Mm -hmm. It was just so welcoming. Uh, it felt like I didn't deserve it. <laughs> like mm. Nobody paid this much attention to us in any other place, really? <laughs> yeah, especially up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we never saw anybody from that residency, like hardly ever. Hmm. Yes? Theme park rides? No, it didn't inspire me, <laughs> but you know, cityscapes, cityscapes, a little bit. Hmm. I have some. I have some. Um, not very many. I have a couple that I made in Chicago, hmm. and at Cornelia, uh, you could get out through the window onto the roof hmm. of the building. Uh, I take the photo, but I, I really try to take a mental image of it to, to like remember what I'm looking at because it's not going to be in the photo. The camera is very different than what I see. Okay, so Galesburg was a good experience, positive experience. Yes, a very positive experience. Um, and uh, uh, so I was here for a month and I painted and I with this wonderful person who later became my husband. Mm. But it took us like two years to figure out all the, uh, you know, visa and green card and all this mm. and whether you're going to get married here or there, live here or there and all that. So um, when I came back and we did get married, that was like two years later, um, we decided it was better to live in Chicago and he could get a much better job in Chicago. So he was kind of getting back on his mm -hmm. uh, feet on the job market. And um, so we lived in Chicago. We, we managed to do that for several years. But then uh, uh, unfortunately, my husband got sicker and sicker and we just could not afford living there anymore. Mm. And we came back to Galesburg because mm. he was from Galesburg. We had family here. We had friends here. We had friends 
back mm-hmm. from Studios Midwest. Yeah. And um, it's been great place mm-hmm. for for us and for me and for and for my daughter, mm-hmm. who's born in Chicago but raised in mm-hmm. Galesburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you in the high school at Galesburg or junior high? Costa. Say again. Costa. Costa. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Season seven, great. Seven, great. Cool. Yeah. Wow. I. Yeah. You know. I, I'm just, it's, it's a great story. I mean, I, when, when did you, when was the residency? What year was that? Uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah, because I remember, I don't know, when was yours? 95. 95. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was always having to clear my studio out so you guys could come in in the summer. I was a little, oh, yeah. I was a little jealous, you know, as a student in the late 90s. I was like, ah, oh, you know, the studio messed. I'd like be curious what you guys would be up to in the summer. I'd sneak around the campus to see what was being made in the, in the studios, you know. I was a little bit. Like so when did you graduate? Ninety-eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So before, From before Knox, you, but yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have Knox. We were. Oh, you were before Hawthorne Knox. Yeah. You were in the Hawthorne Center. Yeah. Oh wow. Really? Yeah, it was weird. That is weird. So you were there, ah. but that was like after they did the the Main Street Studios, right? Because yeah, in the beginning there was like in the the the, yeah, the second yeah. stories. Yeah, uh, Oh God, that would be great! Yeah, I still want to see what what it all looks like. I want. I love walking downtown and looking up and seeing what's yeah. happening up there at night. But was it? Yeah, is it happening now or no? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted yeah, to have a program. Yeah, it was started by uh, Mona Torlantis. Yeah. 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 And so and they, they, did, they had fundraisers and getty parties. Mm. Yeah. But then they just decided, okay, we'll pass away. And they just kind of said, if we don't give us to somebody else, we're going to die. Yeah. Okay. And it's still under the purview of the Arts Center now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, you know, we have some students here who may look at residencies in the future. And, you know, what 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 do you think the residencies have? Been? Obviously, it profoundly changed your life. But just in general, what do you think a residency would offer a, a undergrad or maybe a graduating painter or artist? That, you know. Well, I think they are fantastic. They are they're great. They, they give you this this uh, space in in your life where that's all you have to do, <laughs> you know, you just, you just have this room to grow and to meet new people and make these connections and explore. And maybe you will not even make any good artwork. I think personally, most of my artwork that I did in residencies was just terrible, mm-hmm. but uh, you need that sometimes to then grow to the next level, and it's and it's okay to be free to make terrible artwork. That's that's just part of the process. It's part of the growing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So connect, you connect with other artists, and uh, mm-hmm. just try. You're in a different place, a different space, different context to exactly. make something. And, yeah. I love Northwest. Um, the, I think there is just so much inspiration there. I was uh, absolutely fascinated by the the low tides mm. and the, the tidal pools. I never saw it in my life. We mm. don't have like the Baltic Sea. The Poland has a sea. It's <laughs> called the Baltic. It does not have tides. 
it mm. is always at the same, the same place. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like go away and come back later. <laughs> no. It's so, like freak you out. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was great. So I made some friends in, in, in town and, uh, and in the low tide, you could actually walk to uh, Port Townsend from Fort Warden because there are residences in Fort Warden. Mm. And it is still there. Mm. And I really want to go there again, mm. but they changed some guidelines and something and this and the other. And uh, I think if you are not local artist, then we have to pay for it, and it's hard to get. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was it was great. This is um, Fort Warden is the place where um, they they shoot that movie once, uh, uh, Officer and Gentleman mm. with Richard Gere, and they are still talking about it. They are very <laughs> <laughs> they're very proud of that movie. <laughs> Uh, it's a neat place, yeah. It's like this old uh, military base, and it's on this tall cliff, and then there's a beach and a very cold mm. Uh, mm. ocean, actually. That's, what is it? The bay? I think it's like painting like a barracks or a building or something like some, Well, it feels like a base still, or? A little bit. I was mostly, um, again, drawn into to, to, to the nature, mm -hmm. all these creatures in the tidal pools and the grasses on the beach. And, mm -hmm. and my friend who is uh, always making sculptures out of organic materials, we got a whole bunch of this gray, dry grass and we made a tower out of it that was like 10 feet tall. Mm. What? <laughs> just, just making, just... Um, Constructing kind of like you would like a lentil mm. log mm -hmm. cabin, just crisscross, just kept going. Made it like a so that that whole process with the polycrastograph was that basically then photographs at the end of it all? Was it all documented basically, or? Yeah, you have to you have to turn in documentation and tell mm. them what you do, what what you did, how you spend the money. Mm. Um, we did manage to get him one show. That he had to uh, kind of come back for it two years later mm. to make it happen. So it was a little challenging logistically, but yeah. but it worked. Hmm. So yeah. Um, Please questions. We have a few minutes. Oh, the person who asked about my um, Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. You found it. Yeah, well, oh, okay. I was gonna tell you that <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm Basha Bluebird on there. So I don't know how you found me. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Any more questions? Yeah, Do you please. have questions about any particular paintings? Oh, which one's my favorite? Oh, uh, that prairie, that, that um, snowy prairie. Uh, that one right in the, in the back. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Oh, with the grass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. This one here. Yes. I love this one. I love them all. I love this one because it's so colorful and I'm gonna paint more of those bugs. And it was such a nice trip. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I made it. Oh, yeah. I made it for this event. And I was wondering if it was too goofy or if it was, you know, okay. So I wore it to work and I tested it in my students and they completely ignored it, except for 
one student who's very creative and she appreciated it. So I said, well, thank let's you. That's, uh, that's good. You know, that's, I'll take that as a win and a creative person appreciated. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, well, Basi, thank you so much for taking part in the Q and A. Um, everyone, there's some snacks over there on the table. Um, ask, come talk to Basi. Ask her some That's more right. questions. And um, talk to me. A couple more of your paintings are down in the in the other gallery, so we'll should definitely head down there too. Yeah. So and we'll go visit them for sure. For sure. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Q&A from the Kadich and Morrissey Galleries at St. Ambrose University. We hope you've enjoyed this program. All rights reserved, 2023.